The World Cup on off the ball, covering the good, the bad, and well, the ugly of what's happening in Qatar. Neymar can push the ball between your legs because he just sees things. Subscribe to the OTB Football Podcast feed now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Let's talk about Germany's exit from the World Cup last night by the German football writer Jasmine Baba. Welcome back, Jasmine. Thank you for having me again. Thanks, William, for, for jumping on. It's uh, an absolute catastrophe, was the words of uh, Thomas Muller after the game last night, and there was various versions of that from uh, former and current uh, players in the aftermath. The second World Cup in a row that they don't get out of the group. How's it all gone down with the German public? Not very well, as you'd expect. There was a lot more expectation coming into this tournament and a lot of disappointment. Now it's all over for the second time in a row. Um And it's a little bit unfathomable because especially fans around Germany have expected quite a boom in performances. We've had a German team win the Europa League. We have talents like Jamal Musiala. And to not come out of a group stage once again is very bitter. It's a very bitter aftertaste over here. Mm. Like it's a whisker, isn't it? Like the paint on the ball and we still, as of like 12 hours after the game, haven't fully seen an absolutely conclusive angle that the ball was over the line, obviously, in the the Japan-Spain game. It's crazy fine margin. Are people or, you know, the squad leaning on that as a, well, just for that thing, we would have still been there so things aren't properly, uh, aren't really bad. We were, you know, we were hard done by here. Are they leaning on that? No, I don't think so. A lot of the blame um, concerning players and coaches, ex-players, pundits, have been more to the fact that they should have done better against Japan and failing that game against Japan, they needed a win against Spain. And that's what it's really boiling down to with the players at the moment. Um, They knew that if it was a result to go in the other game, they had ultimately failed because they can only take their own performances into the future and look back at that. So the reaction around the goal hasn't been as great as in other countries and other medias, but um, there has been some analysis over that goal, but everyone seems to be in agreement that it was a goal and it was up to what Germany did and less about what Spain or Japan did. They know they um, needed that win or at least a draw against Japan, they failed that. They did not get a win against Spain. And last night's result ultimately was not enough for them to go through. Mm. It's kind of manshaft, uh, Jasmine, was the comment that I was seeing coming up uh, mostly from the Vox Pops German fans. Is that it? We're, we're not a team? Is that the general uh, takeaway? Yes. Um, I think in terms of, again, talent, there are players there and they do play well as a team. I don't think we've seen the worst performances, especially compared to the last World Cup and even in the Euros. They were looked more like a team. They played really well. It was, some in some cases, them not finishing off their chances against Spain. It was maybe being playing a bit too safe for the draw and not going for more. Um, and even last night, there's just around questions around Hansi Flick's tactics, his game plan going into this. There's several things you can pick up on, including that Hansi Flick has had a year and doesn't know his starting 11. He used 
four different right backs in three games. He has changed the defensive line, a different centre-back pairing, different front three just behind the striker as well. It doesn't seem apparent that Hansi Flick knows exactly what his best squad is. And a year having this team, you should at least have an idea and have a starting lineup strong enough. There's questions about who he took on top of his actual tactics and game plan on top of this. So it's less about the team where a lot of players get the blame, but more was Hansi Flick's decisions actually correct this time around? Yeah, like we we asked you, I think Jasmine, the last day you were on, if Hansi Flick is a good coach, and I know he's won a lot of trophies and he's done well at club level, but I mean, he just doesn't know his starting eleven, as you say, which in a World Cup is a fairly damning indictment. Yeah, it is, and I was being a bit more diplomatic last time, <laughs> as I said, if you've won a lot at club level, then you surely can't be a bad coach. But some of the decision-making I saw last night, as well as against Japan, um, if you don't take note of these kind of mistakes and you can see on the pitch these mistakes happening, for instance, if you take Gundogan off against Japan and you start committing um, and you start being able you start conceding, sorry, more chances from counter-attacks and then you do the exact same thing last night which completely derailed the stability of the team and actually gave Costa Rica a chance back into the game if you I can see that as an analyst why is his him and his team not seeing that why did you only take one right back who doesn't even play um a lot in his own team against other right backs who do there were all of these questions and I can't say for certain that he's a good coach following this because there were just so many mistakes um, from so many levels, as I said, tactically, as I said, building the squad, taking the squad with him, a lot needs to be answered from both the DFB and Hansi Flick. Should Hansi Flick resign and will he? If you look at history, Hansi Flick normally is successful and then steps down when he feels like the time is right. This is the only time I've seen him be unsuccessful and not actually step away. Um, well, straight away. We saw Roberto Martinez after the Belgian match basically resigning on the spot. We haven't seen such a thing with Hansi Flick yet. It's more, um, I'm going to talk to the DFB and come to a conclusion together. These talks can mean anything. These talks can mean that he stays in the position. It might mean they choose to go a different way. Um, from a German point of view and from what I've seen, I would hope that was his last game as German manager, um, but we'll have to see. The, um, uh, Diddy Hammond on Irish TV last night said it was a shambolic representation of German football. You have Klinsmann saying a disaster ten, uh, times 10. Um, and, you know, I, obviously a lot of the, and when you were on the last time, you were chatting a lot about like the production line of players and maybe the lack of players in certain key positions. Um, both of Haman and Klinsmann's former teammate, Oliver Bierhoff, is in a pretty powerful position uh, with the German Federation Director of Football. Does he shoulder some of the blame for this? I would say he has to. Um, the development of players is one thing. I think people haven't, people around the DFB, including Oliver Bierhoff, have not taken into consideration how the last World Cup was 
had gone and the development of players since that time. So we've talked about the last time I was on the number nine role and how we've had a development problem that we're not creating enough uh, box present number nines like Nicholas Fulukrug. They're more winger strikers like Timo Werner, Karim Adeyemi. So that, that since then, nothing has been done to really address that issue. But now we're getting a bigger issue with Germany's not really producing any fullbacks because in 2014, Yuki Lev won the World Cup with four centre-backs. And I feel like everyone thinks their fullbacks has to be a kind of centre-back fullback. And those kind of problems and that kind of administration also lay, the blame lays at his door too, in part. Although, as I said, these problems do add up, but this competition had enough good players, had enough talented players to get out of the group stage. And I think that blame lies at Hansi Flick. Could it be the end of an era with, in terms of Thomas Muller as well? Like Starting ahead of Musiala, Musiala was probably one of the, the bright sparks for, for Germany across the tournament, never mind last night, but could be the end of an era with Thomas Muller. Yep, and it definitely sounded it was going that way last night in his interview where he basically gave an emotional monologue saying that he doesn't know yet if he will still be around um, for the next World Cup. Likely is that he's not at um, 33. He could be still around for the Euros um, in two years' time where he'll be 35. But he gave a very emotional monologue saying that it's been it's been good it's been bad um the times he's had with the fans but ultimately above all it's been fun and it just sounds like he's gonna hang up his boots from the national team but it's not only Thomas Miller at 33 um Goretzka was uh, not Goretzka sorry Joshua Kimmich was also asked if he was gonna hang up his international boots he's only 27 he'll be 31 in the next World Cup but those kind of questions are being asked of the latter 20 players as well Mm. and before we even get to the latter 20s we do have quite a few 30 year olds in this uh, this squad um Manuel Neuer 36 Rudiger's 29 um Gondwan Gundogan's 32, yep, exactly. Jonas Hoffman is 30 as well. So uh, Mario Goetze, who's just come back after a good bit of form, also 30 years old. So this is not the competent, uh, the, the competition we wanted Germany to be like in this, the start of a transition period. And we're suddenly seeing that they could be once again with all these players who could be like, okay, I won't be around for the next World Cup. They could still be in the Euros. I think a lot of them will give that their last hurrah. But yes, there's a massive kind of just change at player level as well. I don't think a lot of them will stick around if Hansi Flick might still be coach for them. Uh, Flick does go. Are there any obvious names that have been discussed, Jasmine, as potential replacements? Not of uh, of the moment. I think national team head coaches team seem to be a little bit random. Um, if you look at all levels, it, they're never anyone obvious. Um, there's obviously quite a few free head coaches. Um, so, but yeah, no names have been listed as of yet. I think it was easier before because Hansi Flick was obviously the assistant manager of uh, Yugi Love at that time, but. We don't have anyone with a strong coaching background to be like, ah, yeah, that person will fit. 
obviously there's um, people like Thomas Tuchel still on freeze, but I doubt any of those will um, go into um, international country football just yet. Is Klinsmann beyond the realms of possibility as a return? Is that a ludicrous idea? Yes, definitely uh, <laughs> beyond the realms of possibility. Okay. Um, if it wasn't for English-speaking media, I think I would forget that he is German and exists in this country. <laughs> Klopp, obviously, is another one that often gets mentioned, and it's probably going to happen for him at some point down the track, but um, his Liverpool ties seem to be a little bit strong, maybe for now. Yes, but obviously Liverpool are going through some sort of changes at um, board level and ownership level, which could infect, uh, could influence his decision about the future. Um, we know that it's not been the easiest season for Jurgen Klopp, even though they are still performing at some at some point. We don't know what really is happening there, but if there are too many changes, we could see him, like they were at Dortmund, we could see him step away. And that would be, I, in my opinion, a perfect fit. I guess the, the one advantage, Jasmine, for the next manager, whether it is Hansi Flick or someone to replace him, is that Germany qualify automatically as hosts for, for the next major tournament. So, I mean, at least there, there is that focus and something to, to build on. Yes, and I think that's exactly what this team needs. Um, Jürgen Love made it a precedent to almost have player blocks from Bayern and Dortmund in, during his time. All the best two teams, let's just go with that, which were Bayern and Dortmund at that time. And both, the majority of the players came from these two teams. Um, right now, though, Dortmund isn't the second best team or not regularly or far ahead second best team and I feel like that needs to be taken into account I think there were a few odd selections that could have been well um best used within other teams such as Freiburg and um Kuhn and etc and I think the new manager needs to be a little bit better at um picking the best um, players from these teams and not relying on the bigger player blocks that we've seen in the last 10, 15 years from Germany. Jasmine, thanks a million. Thank you so much. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.